Hello, everyone. And here we are again for another episode of Where Is This Going? I want to say thank you to U.S. Wellness Meats. It turns out that what's good for animals and the planet is also good for you. They have meat that is tender and tasty but doesn't have all the excess fat of animals fed with grain in confinement. It's full of nutrients that can only come from a fully grass-fed diet. Omega-3 fatty acids, vitamin A, vitamin E, and CLA, and free of all the pesticides, hormones, and antibiotics that are found in grain-fed beef. They have delicious wild Alaskan sockeye salmon filet, as well as an amazing beef French ribeye that's 16 ounces. They literally have every special diet you could imagine and have hundreds of paleo, keto, Whole30, sugar-free, and AIP, which are autoimmune protocol-friendly foods. U.S. Wellness Meats has over 400 all-natural whole foods in their online store at uswellnessmeats.com. They ship anywhere in the country for only $9.50 for shipping and handling, and most orders are delivered within 24 to 48 hours of leaving their facilities. Use promo code PODCAST for 15% off your next order at uswellnessmeats.com. And my next guest is someone that I've known for five years. I used to go every morning to the place that he worked and we became good friends. And to have him on the show today is an incredible honor. He is one of the lead singers along with his brother, D. I have the honor of having K.I. from the Oxymorons in the building with me today. Let's get it rolling. I'm here with K.I. from the Oxymorons. Thank you for being here, man. I mean, thank you. <laughs> and the best part, for people that don't know, and the real, the, the way that that I know you, <laughs> back in the day. Facts. Back like four years ago, maybe five? Yeah. Four or five years ago? Yeah. I used to go every single morning to a, <laughs> to a lovely place called Blossom Du Jour. Yeah. On 44th. And ninth, yeah, forty four for ninth. And um, you would you would be working there? Yeah, I was like, I used to work the morning shift. Exactly, and I would see you every morning, every and morning then before you went, and went you to and school. honestly, you gotta say, um, it was one of, it was one of the best times. Like I knew, like I was gonna get off the train. That was where I was gonna get some lunch, and I was it was always gonna be a nice interaction with you. Yeah. Where I was gonna say what's up to you, and then as we kept going, that's when I started to learn a little bit more about music and and more about you yeah and then um you know and then you guys kind of took off and then four years down the line once i started this and and you're where you're at right now we're here we are again but i'm uh i'm very happy to have you on man yeah man i'm happy you i'm happy you found me bro (laughs) (laughs) because like really when you text me i was like and it's still on my phone because your nickname to me is Kid Felix. Yeah. So instantly it was like Kid Felix on my phone. I was like, Kid Felix. I was like, oh, snap. Like, dang, I haven't heard from yeah. you in like forever. I know. And like, you know what's cool about it is the fact that when we did speak, we, we when you like left or whatever, like we did say we was going to keep in touch yes, eventually. Sir. Like, yes, we're going to keep in touch. And I was, I, was fo- I was always following you guys uh, on the social medias. I was keeping up. And dope, then... Um, dope. And I think, when did you stop working there? 
I think literally maybe a maybe a year or maybe seven months after. Okay. Like I stopped seeing when you dipped out because I was there, but it was just getting. Yeah. It was crazy. I'm like, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be there. I think I used to give you like free cookies. And yeah. Stuff, I, I know you would. You would. You would. You'd bless, bless it with. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm blessed people, man. Like I would be caring. <laughs> I'd be like, yo, if they're great people, I'm like, man, bro, here, man. You deserve this. Right. <laughs> yeah, some good cookies. Anyways, um, so before we get into it, what's a little something, a little something, something we don't know about you? Uh, well, I was two things. Um, one, a lot of people don't know because of for let's just seeing me face value, unless I have you know a cowboy bebop T-shirt, <laughs> then you know. But I'm a like super anime video gamer, um comic book nerd i'm like that guy like i used to watch a lot of wwe then i had to stop because it got too too funny but um but yeah i'm like that guy but a lot of unless unless you pay attention to my um social media you wouldn't know i mean i drop gems but it just might sound like i'm just trying to be cool but i'm like spiritual super spiritual really like i uh, i pray and meditate every day like uh I'm like super in tune with my my spiritual self and the people around me. I guess uh, I think everyone should be. Um, I don't have a per se religion that I believe in. I grew up as a Catholic, so most of my life I grew up as that. And then I went to Catholic school, and then no lie, I'm sorry, Catholics. What? <laughs> like I started seeing some weird shit. Like, can I curse? By the way, you can curse as much. I, as you want. I started seeing some weird shit, and now it's like, yo. Um, I didn't understand certain things. Just like when I was a kid. Oh, man, it's the first time I'm ever going to tell this story, like, live. Wow, it's a big I'm story. Excited. A lot of people that, like, are close to me know this story, but, like, I'm about to tell the world this story. <laughs> Go for it. I mean, I'm uh, As a kid, um, this was, like, the first, like, thing that made me go, like, what the, like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, I remember my teacher, she was a nun. I ain't going to put your name on blast. My teacher, she was a nun, and um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a fast version of it. My my one of my close friends is like my, he's like my cousin, he's like my cousin, and um, he does art, beast artist. Like he was like carving, he'll carve your face out of wood, type. Like he's beast Eduardo. He's he's about to be working for Marvel. I'm putting it in the universe now, but like he's like super beast with it. And we're doing an art competition, and you know the first is first place, second place, third place. And I already know he's going to make it first place because he's the beast. Like, he already, like, he started in school and then, like, I think it was, like, he was in school for, like, on his sophomore year in college. They already started teaching in school because he's, like, gifted in that way. And um, and so I drew this picture of a clown. I'm like, I ain't going to win nothing. That was, like, my... There's, like, past, like, psychological stuff. I was, like, an overweight, uh, chubby, dark-skinned kid from the hood. So instantly you, like, lost every cool point you could get. You got to, like, you're overweight, you're dark-skinned. Like, that's real shit. Like, as much as it might sound like, oh, it's cool to be dark-skinned now. But, like, back then it wasn't that cool. <laughs> and then, uh, but, uh, like, you had to battle, battle that stuff, and it was always, like, you're not good enough behind that, behind, like, stay behind the class kind of thing. Or just general in life. That's what a lot of things that I've dealt with. Can't speak for everyone, but that was 
That's what it was like for me. And um, so in my head, I'm like, I'm going to draw this in. Whatever happened, I ain't tripping. Like, I'm not going to win, but who cares? And then uh, I... Uh, so all the teachers had to vote, like, from grade, like, fifth to eighth or whatever, had to vote, whatever, who's the winners. So, you know, they called third place. I forgot who it was. Shout out to whoever third place was. I don't remember you, bro. <laughs> but whoever it was, they were lit because they made third place. And I'm, like, clapping, like, damn, I definitely win the shit because if I ain't make third place, I'm not winning nothing. And then uh, they're, like, second place, and they called my name. And I was, like, I made second place. And then, you know, my cousin definitely made first place, like always. But uh, I made second place, and I got up, and I was, like, so excited. And I, when I walked up, and your teacher is supposed to give you a prize. And I walked up to her, and she was like, you see what you drew? And I was like, yeah. She was like, this is what you're going to be when you fucking grow up, a fucking clown, and threw my fucking gift at me. And when she threw it at me, like, literally hit me, and I shattered on the inside. And at that moment, bro, it was like, at that moment, I was like, I was so confused. First of all, you're a nun, you're a grown-ass lady, and you're my teacher. So, like, this is the person that's guiding me. But I started to think, it's either A, I'm going to be that quiet kid that's sitting in the back and, like, all messed up and possibly might have no friends because people might think he's weird and listens to and still anime and, like, play with his Yu-Gi-Oh cards all day or it's time to turn the fuck up and show these dudes, like, what you're about. And you can see what card I picked. And that was the day I say K.I. was born. Literally, at that moment, I was like, fuck that. And I started stunning. How old are you? Uh, I was in the fifth grade, so I had to be, like, 10. Wow. So you feel like that was, like, a huge turning point in your life? Heck yeah. Heck yeah, that shit... That moment right there, literally, I don't know what you want to call it, K like KI, ego, whatever it was, like, they say get rid of your ego, but at the same exact time, like, that shit fueled me, like, because it was like, nah, everyone keeps saying you ain't shit, but like, nah, fuck that, you are the shit, and, I, and I'm and i a big person on self-love, you have to love yourself, not saying that to walk around and be like, I'm greater than you, or I'm better than you, but say, like, yeah, I'm the shit, and then if someone says, I'm the shit, like, hell yeah, you are the shit too, like, Love them because we all are together. That's part of the spirituality and, like, knowing yourself. Once you start knowing yourself, you start knowing everyone else around you because they, it goes down to, like, you know, some rosters might say I and I because, like, I am you and you are me. Like, we are together. If I could understand myself fully, I would start to be able to, like, when you're freaking out, be, and I, I could put myself in your shoes, and then I could be like, oh, I get it. He's just bugging out right now. Or I understand what you're dealing with, and we could understand each other, but... A lot of people don't do that, but that I think that's the meaning of life is to underself, understand yourself until forever because you're constantly changing and growing. So that's like just like you're just going to be doing that, and that's endless. But, yeah, like Catholic school, and then when I was in there, uh, my deacon called me heathen because I didn't put money in the collection plate. And after that, I was like, all right, something's wrong. <laughs> I'm, I'm being called a heathen because I'm a fucking 10-year-old kid. I can't put money in a plate. This is weird now. So now I got to like step back and look at all right what's cool i know god loves me i know god like and then there's stories about like as a kid when i did a big i'm telling i'm telling mad deep shit oh, oh I, I love it as <laughs> Dad, much as you this want shit that I only tell like people that i really sit down with but fuck it because yeah. I, I feel comfortable with I, you bro I, I <laughs> so you got good. me saying go, shit to go, the world as much as you want um 
let's just say, if a kid told you, if, you, if, if, if you're a godly person and a kid told you that they had a conversation with someone else that's very, like, godly, yeah. would you, wouldn't you bleed him? Yes. But th- that's what that's what happened to me. After this, too, like, this was, like, the final straw. It was, like, he all laughed. Like, er- teachers laughed. Everybody laughed. And I was so confused. I'm like, all right, I'm in a place of where I'm learning, but it's a place of worship as well because it's a Catholic school. So it's like, all right, niggas, is backwards here. Something's backwards. It don't make no sense. So after that, I went to Lutheran school which opened my mind. I'm like, oh, there's other religions. And then my friend, he was a Christian. So I started looking into Christian. And then my, when my brother, he was Muslim. So I'm like, I'm starting looking in through the Quran and I'm like looking at all his books. So then through my journey of like finding who myself, who I am, because a friend of mine said, hey, Ash, like, yo, Ash, you know, like, um, you, you know, you do this. Like, like say for instance, it was like whenever something is funny, you rub your nose. And he goes, you know you do that? And I was like, really? And I started thinking, like, what gave them the right to know before me? That's weird. I'm with myself every day, and I don't know that. I'm like, so I'm like, I need to start taking time out to know who the fuck I am. So I just started asking my parents, like, why did you call me my name? What does my birthday mean? Looked into my horoscope. And as I started doing that, for after a while, I started realizing, like, I believe everyone, this is what I believe, you could take it or not, and and don't shoot darts at me. And I, don't, I ain't shooting darts at y'all because I believe that if we're, if we're all pushing towards the same goal as peace, we straight. Just because you went left and I decided to go right don't mean that we're not going to make it to the same place. It's just different destinations. There's always different routes to get to the same goal, which is like peace and love and the higher power. So I believe that everyone should have their own religion because... I feel like there's too many outsiders dictating your your connection with your God. And that's what I think, like, like you shouldn't be doing that because God said, like, how are you telling me, like, this is my connection with this, me and this person. Mm. How are you coming in? Like, granny could say, hey, man, this is good for you because this might hurt you. That's two different things. But you telling me how I should communicate with my God is bad. Like, I, I personally, I feel like, God knows me. He knows when I'm going to communicate with him. He knows how I communicate with him. He knows when I'm tripping or not. So, like, that's the, you know, that's my thing. I believe everyone should have their own religion. I don't have, per se, a religion. I study the good in all religion except, like, satanic. I don't fuck that shit. <laughs> but, uh, but um, I study, like, even, you know, like, you know, like, like Kabbalah, like all that shit, bro. Like I, I take when you say all, study, yeah. When you, what what does studying for you entail? When just reading their the holy like books, like reading it the... and understanding it, into the point where like, oh, this fits with me. You know what? I might add this into my life. Like you know, like mm-hmm. like studying and like, and it's just like picking up books, watching TV. To the point now, it's like God communicates with me with just like because He knows I like anime. So I be watching something in anime, and then they'll say some most deepest shit. I'm like, yo, the fuck? I like, I like, that's the most deepest shit of what I'm going through in my life right now. And I look it up. They're talking about, you know, the most craziest spiritual shit, like, like the anime uh, Avatar. 
like Aang was going through a spiritual journey, bro. Like dealing with when he like met that that dude. Uh, I forget his name, but he was like doing Hindu, and then like he went through like so like the whole even outer body and like and like I look the way you see this is how I'm gonna break it down. Like I look at Avatar, right? Avatar is like is like uh, how they have all the elements, just like in your horoscope. There's like you know. Gemini's our air element, and Sagittarius is fire, and you know, and Taurus is earth. I look at that; it's the way it is. And you look at the way they all act; it's kind of the same. Like Gemini, I'm, I'm a Gemini. It's air. I'm very free, chill, relaxed, flowing like air, like Ang was. You know, like, and uh, for some reason I can't think of his name. Um, the fire dude, like Sagittarius, like that because they're very like. When you get them started, they like that, but they free flowing as well, and that's why. And it's funny because they became best friends at the end of it. It was beefing, but they became best friends, and it's like that's how Gemini's and, and like fire signs are like, like or air signs and fire signs are like. They could be friends, but if they clash, it's like the most craziest shit. But and just like uh, like earth signs or like a Virgo, Virgo makes a decision. That's his decision. Like and that's it. Like like a rock. So that's how I look at it and, and, and adapt that into my real life. Or like, I live by this mantra when I heard Goku said, <laughs> where there's a will, there's a way. Literally in my mind, there's nothing I cannot do as long as I got to find a path. If I have the willpower to go get it, I get it. And that's what I put in my mind. And I understood that at a, at a young age. So, so yeah, like literally, like whatever I want. And I think everyone else should do that. Whatever you want in your life, whether it's girl, boy, <laughs> uh, the new job, um, a house, some Jordans. Jewelry, because I, I love jewelry and shit. Even though I'm not wearing, <laughs> pardon my non freshness today, because I was just chilling. But um, because I left, I left the gym and came straight here. And um, yeah, whatever it is, like focus on even like being athletic. Like I said, I was three twenty, changed my whole like lifestyle. Yeah, bro, it was like three twenty. I started my weight gain journey when I met you. Like I started like little by little going to the gym, understanding. But then I was big dude, bro. Like, if I show you old photos, you're going to be like, oh, he slapped. Like, you won't, like, yeah, I'm like two different people now, bro. What What was that chain? What What prompted you to, to drop down? Um, it was, a, it was a bunch of things. Me, <laughs> me wanting to, like, fit certain clothes because I love fashion. And I wanted to get, like, swaggy and stuff like that. So it was, like, me wanting to change that. Um, health. I wanted to be healthy, bro. Like, I don't want to, like... Not be able to do something nobody else can't do. You know what I mean? I feel that. And then heartbreak. Kind of like like ignited that fuel because I was like, nah, I got to turn up. And like, next time she sees me, I can't be looking crazy, bro. I got like <laughs> 10 times better than I was before. So all of that stuff. And in the process of me doing that, I wanted to find myself. I'm like finding myself more so. So all of that in a nutshell. I know I just said a lot of shit. How did you... <laughs> was it Was it mostly diet, working out? How did you... Kind of go through that that process um at first it was like more it was more of a diet at first like i i still kind of i live i still live the same way because diet a diet is only like a it's like a moment in time you you get you get off and on diets like lifestyle changes is like you're doing it forever right so i don't eat red meats I don't eat fried foods. I barely eat snacks. Like, I'm, like I don't eat cookies and shit like that, barely. If, if you see me grab a cookie, it's because I'm starving. But, like, I don't 
usually don't do that. I don't do dairy at all. So that's why I like being in Boston. Kind of, but being there right. kind of helped me because I was like, oh, shit, I could just eat this. Are you a vegan now? Uh, no. At the moment, I'm pescatarian. Okay. Uh, I've been doing it for three months, but I've, I'm probably going to go back. <laughs> how's, that, how's that going? Uh, it was good. It sucked during tour. Right. During tour, it was, like, terrible because, like, it's hard to find food. And I'm eating more carbs, and I don't want to do that because my body just, like, <laughs> sucks right. up carbs. But, um, yeah, I don't eat all those stuff, so I don't eat, like, even my mom would buy me a cake for my birthday. I don't eat the cake. I blow the candles out and be like, nah, I'm good. I'm not eating this shit. But I was that focused and dedicated. Like, once I, I the type of person I am, once I decided to be like, yo, that's it, blackout. And that's, and that's like, a gift and a fear. At the same exact time, because when you get into that mode, when you're being like, fuck everything else, this is it. Like, you don't, I don't know what that might bring. Even though it's like, it's like, kind of like being afraid of your own success, but not really, because I'm not afraid of my own success. It's more of a sense of like, being so caught up within myself that I lose everything else around me. That's what I'm afraid of. And it's like, nah, I don't want to ever do that because I care about everybody around me way too much and I care about people I don't know you know what I mean like I'll see some chap on the road and be like damn like I wish I could fucking stop and just give him a million dollars like like whatever it is I care about a lot of people so yeah but that that was like my my goal and I just started doing it I started going in and and you kind of talked about in the beginning um being younger and you know being overweight Mm -hmm. and just kind of like I guess uh, I'd imagine like toying with it, your self-esteem. Like, how do you kind of? How did you find? And then, t- and you're big now, or you've been vocal at least thus yeah, far, um, yeah. and even on social media, I've seen as well about finding self-love. How did you find that self-love? And if there are other people out there that are struggling with those same kind of issues that you had when you were younger, how would you kind of go about telling them to to help them? Uh. First thing is to be honest with yourself. And what I mean by that is, like, look at yourself and say, all right, this is what I don't like and this is what I do like. Don't sugarcoat it for yourself because it doesn't... Like, you know, like, you might see a friend that's overweight. Like, oh, you look a little fat. Like, nah, bro, fucking fat. Like, just change. <laughs> like, like, be real with yourself. Like, because a friend could sit there and say, be nice to you and all the other stuff. You can, You should not be able to lie to yourself. Because once you're lying to yourself, you're causing yourself damage. So it's like, be honest with yourself. That was the first thing I did. I looked in the mirror, I was like, fuck. I don't like this. And then actually making the steps of changing yourself. It don't need to be like the greatest big steps, but just little steps. Like if you want to go to the gym more, go to the gym. Even if you go to the gym for five minutes, do it every day. That five minutes later on will turn into an hour. Like, it's just taking the steps. Like, I couldn't do a, I couldn't do one pull-up. Bro, I'm, like, doing malice. I could throw my body around. I'm, like, 230. And I'm throwing my body around. That, that just shows you how strong I got throughout the time. Like, I was always an active kid. I was 320, but now I'm 230, and I could, like, lift myself up or do whatever. Because all willpower is all in the mind. Like, I could do it. So it's just that. And then you have to start telling yourself, like, yo, I'm, like, coach yourself, like, in your mind. I'm beautiful. I'm great. Look at yourself in the mirror and be like, yo, I'm fucking gorgeous. Like, appreciate yourself. And then start getting to know yourself, whether it's what I did spiritually, like understanding why I do certain things or pick up certain books, start doing things that 
make you generally happy. Start hanging around people that generally make you happy. Because some people are not good for you, bro. Like you, you like you ever hang out with somebody and after you hang out with them, you feel sleepy. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just like you feel fucking drained, bro. Like you're like, yo, what the fuck? Like that's that's I don't know. For me, I learned that it's not a sign. I'm gonna keep it funky. That's not a sign. That's not a good sign. Yeah. And um that means that person that you're spending time with loves you and they're pulling all your fucking energy away and walking off with like la la and you're like, yo, give me some energy back. What the fuck? Like and you're not getting that from whoever it is, whether it's a significant other or your friend. If you're spending a lot of time with them, that means you're draining yourself, and that's not good. You gotta like bring it back to yourself, and um, and yeah, like really, like really start spending like spending time with yourself. Like I like I went through a fucked up t- time where I had no choice, so I was just alone. Whether I was in alone in my room, thinking about stuff, I wrote down a list. I wrote a goal list. I said, "This is stuff that I want." I closed that book. And I forgot about it, bro. Like, and then one day I was like cleaning up my room, I opened a book. I was like, oh shit. I completed 98% of the shit on that list. Because my mind was like, I gotta get it, I gotta get it. I didn't even need to like go back and look at the book. But even if you do have to go back and look at the book, don't fine. That's cool. Whatever works out for you, don't beat yourself up off of that shit. Just as long as you're making the steps to do it and it's whatever. If you always want to paint, paint. Like start doing those goals because the new you does all those things that you want. And in order to get to the new you, you got to start making the steps that the new version of yourself have. So it's like if, 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 I, if I wanted to be fit, I got to start hitting the gym because the new version of me is there like waiting for me like, bro, if you want to hang out with me, <laughs> like start going to the gym. Like, bro, if you want to, like, I work out, I paint, I do all this stuff, the stuff that you want to do, but you'll never get to that mode to get there and nor if like say if you want like you're trying to attract love whatever the love that you want loves the new version of yourself so if you're still the old version of yourself you're never going to attract a new version of yourself so yeah. you have to start making the steps to the new version of yourself and that's why like they say um when you're living in your purpose when you're just doing your thing all of a sudden everybody starts popping up like yeah because you're shifting your your, your frequency you're not telling yourself, I ain't shit. No one wants to hang out with someone that's like a Debbie Donner. Like, <laughs> no yeah. one wants to hang out. If you're like feeling positive and you're telling yourself, like, there's some days you're gonna wake up and be like, I feel like crap. I'm, I'm a nobody. But you always gotta stop and be like, no, no, like, I'm the best. I'm the greatest. I don't care if people think that you're cocky. Be cocky, because you know your true self. Because if you could still, like, if, if you could stop and tell someone else they're beautiful, then that's, that's all that matters. Like, build yourself up, because I know if you're, like, hurt and you're in that pit, you got to find it. Like, originally, I was a kid. My first thing I did was uh, was get into fashion. I was like, damn, I didn't think I ain't shit. Well, I got to be the freshest dude out. Like, I'm going to be the freshest kid. I'm going to have jewelry and, like, all that stuff. Like, fuck that. I was stunt. <laughs> I feel like every stunt had a bro- broken heart somewhere. Like, they even hurt. And I just started stunting, and... And that was my way to coop it. But after a while, you can't use outsized things to kind of fill up those gaps. You got to, like, fill up yourself and then, like, allow those outside things just be a necessary to, like, who you are. That's why whether you wear... I could put on a SpongeBob T-shirt and still walk in here like I got Louis Vuitton on. It doesn't matter. Like, you got to have that spirit. But 
those were the steps I did as a kid. I was like, all right, I'm gonna get into fashion and like looking good and doing all this extra stuff. So then I kind of transformed into that kid that like would play Final Fantasy in The Sims and then like be dressed in like the 11s, like in Jordans and like, or whatever, or have some brand that no one knew. Like I was rocking like Meskeen before anyone ever did or whatever, like years ago. And I was always that kid because I always, I played with that line of being that. And then I love, like I said, I love jewelry. I still love jewelry. I don't, like I said, I left the gym today. I don't have jewelry on me, but I love jewelry. Like I even started like studying jewelry where uh, different stones, like Moitonite. Moitonite is a man-made stone that like it looks and will test like a diamond unless you have a Moitonite reader. If you don't have a Moitonite reader, you'll never know. So there's a lot of rappers out there. <laughs> Y'all got a lot of Moitonite on, I promise you. <laughs> And it's okay if you do, like, me personally, like, I like the fun of jewelry. I like, I like the idea of jewelry and all that stuff. And I like the, the creativity behind it. So I would, like, love to get real shit because it's, like, it's, like, the culture. But if you're just a dude that just want to stunt in front of girls, yo, go get your morning night, bro. Like, they don't know the difference. They'll never know. You're just doing it for shine. It's okay. Plus, your pocket's going to be, like, you go, your pocket's going to be good. It doesn't matter, bro. Like, like, just don't front. If they say, is that chain room? Yeah, I'm good. I'm <laughs> and good. I look good. <laughs> you, you said you, you pray and meditate every day. Yeah. What is that? How do you, how do you go about meditating? What does that kind of look like to you and, and how many times a day and... What what goes on in your mind or what, what place do you like to get to when you're doing that? Because um, everybody prays and meditates differently. Yeah. Uh, for me, like, I have, like, a long... Like, so far, I didn't... I finished one stage of my... Like, on the way here, I finished a, a one section of my prayer because I have, like, this long prayer where, like, it takes a minute. And then my brain is very, like... You can tell, by the way, I'm, like, talking, like, talk about mad shit. My brain's... Uh, skips around like so that's what helps me write music too because it's like my brain is always thinking of like mad ideas so it, it, sometimes like my ADDS like takes forever to like get, get it done but I pray for I pray for my family my friends uh, I pray for the things that they need like if my friend complained to me about like like I won't say who but one of my friends is like going through like like love issues and want to fix it and shit. I pray for them. I pray for that shit. And like, I go, like... And I pray for people I haven't seen in years. I pray for people that, like... I pray for girls that it didn't work out and they might think I don't think about them. I pray for them every day. I pray for... I pray for people that... that I would see... We, don't, we weren't, like... We never talked, but I would see all the time, but I found out, like, oh, they, like, fell and got hurt. Like, they injured their leg. I pray for them every day. And even after they leg is healed, I probably still pray for them. You know what I mean? That's just like what I do. So I pray for a bunch of people. Then I pray for all the stuff that I want in my life. And um, then I read like like Psalms, throughout the Bible, whatever. And then um, I have this book that I live by. Like this shit, this shit like saved my life and helped me realize, like, all right, I'm going to say this shit and everybody like, Cause when like, and t- like for some reason when I said this shit now and like the first person to say it that was like so big in media was Kanye West and like 
and I just happen to slightly resemble the motherfucker. <laughs> and like his birthday is literally June 8th, and mine is June 7th. And like we're like, <laughs> I feel like we're like <laughs> the same but very different at the same time. But um, like the first day I realized that I'm God, like, and when I say that, like some people be like, oh, like you're not the Almighty, or no one's like, I'm like, I get it, bro. Like we all God. It's like a, it's like much I could say, I'm my dad. Like we have the same DNA. I'm pretty sh- like Thor doesn't come down and be like, oh shit, I'm just a human. Nah, I'm a fucking demigod, bro. Like that's what I like. Yeah, you keep that energy. Just like all of us should. Like we all are God. You just gotta read the, like realize the divine energy that's inside of you. I never said you ain't either. I just said I am one. You know what I mean? Like, and I feel like everyone should believe that. Now, if you don't want to, that's your prerogative. I'm not here to force you to do shit, you know, but I, me studying, I realized that in, in multiple books, it's, it tells you the same shit. Like, you are, you are, like, a part of him. You are him. Not when I say I'm God, I don't mean, like, I am the Almighty and you, everyone will listen to me. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that I have God energy in me and um, even, uh, which, I want to say Corinthians something, but I can't remember this. Have it on my phone. Jesus even says, like, bro, like, you are a God. Like, everyone, like, so people do your research on that shit before you start beating yourself up. Like, like, just don't get cocky with it. Don't feel like you are the own, like, the everything. That's it. But after that, like, and, like, take that in. And that's the whole purpose of, like, going back and knowing yourself. Because when you start knowing yourself, you start knowing God. And that, that's why it's like a 360 kind of thing. But... I started, like, the day I started finding out I was God, I found this book that helped me call The Art of Peace. It was two books. One book I let my friend Greg borrow it, and he never gave it back. I don't remember the title. but Give it back, Greg. Yeah, give it back, Greg. I should text him. He's in Texas. He probably lost that shit. Um, But I'm going to hit him up and see if I can find it. But this book, that book helped me to think about nothing. Like, literally, I know how to think about nothing. That's the hardest thing in the world. Super hard. And, I, and, like, for some time, I, I lost it. I was like, fuck, I got to get back. How, how does one get to, to not thinking about anything? Um, also, what's that feel like? What helped me to get to not think about anything is to understand. See, like, I'm a daydreamer. So, like, even when I was a kid, like, all my report cards said, Ashley, you're a great student, but, like, um, he daydreams. Every report card like that. My mom still kept all my report cards, so like you'll see it in every single one. Thinking about nothing, which goes back into meditating, is that space. You ever be like so focused on something, you just be like zoned out, mm-hmm. and you don't even know when, when they snap you out of it. You don't even know if you were thinking or not thinking. You're just like, yeah, you don't even know what happened. That's meditation. It's to get into that gap where you're like thinking about something and not thinking about something. It's like you're just like here. And they say that when you're praying, you're talking to God. And when you're meditating, God is talking to you. So it's like you just get into that. That's when you get out of it. You're just like, oh, like you're just in this B space. Now, how would you, for people who aren't religious? Yeah. <laughs> how do I explain that? How, yeah. How, how, does, how does somebody who's not religious get into a meditative mindset? Cool. That's a great answer. That's a great question. I mean, thank you. Um, Like, I think, like, like I said, like I was saying, like going back into everyone daydreams. You don't need to think, believe in God in order to be like zoned the fuck out. It's just that's why I think we're 
like, it's in that space where they get like, or, you know, like, if people that act like, another thing that people don't know about me until they really talk to me, I don't smoke. I don't smoke, we don't smoke cigarettes, I don't do any of that shit. But like, I've tried it, I know what it's like to get high. So it's like, if, you know that, uh, people that smoke, they don't believe that you know that feeling when you just smoke and you just, Fucking zombie mode, that's that space. But like now it's like you're consciously putting your mind into it. So the, the first steps I started doing was sitting down and being like, all right, uh, following my breath. So I'll breathe in and out, like long breaths. like, And when you think you're about to catch, like about to be done, you keep going. And all of a sudden when you're following your breath, you kind of like, it's kind of like, like, putting on, like, sounds of nature and actually paying attention. Eventually, it'll just be like, you're going to, like, either fall asleep or whatever, because some people fall asleep during meditation when they first start, and that's okay. Like, if you fall asleep, that doesn't mean you just got into, like, a real comfortable space. And that's cool. Just do it. Do it again, like, the next day. Um, I start off, I still do it because I be doing so much a day. I do, um, well, I start off 10 minutes a day, and now I do up to, like, 12, and something like that. Do you have to... Like what's it look like? Do you have to sit down somewhere? Do you have mm-hmm. to... I have to sit down somewhere. I usually put on headphones. I usually have... I have this app called Calm, and I'm just giving them a free plug. Shout out to Calm. Sponsor um, them, Calm. Yeah, Calm. Yeah, sponsor, sponsor the show, man. <laughs> Hit up Felix, bro. Uh, yeah, give us some discount apps. <laughs> something like... But, like, uh, Calm, uh, super cool app. It has everything. If you have problems with sleeping, if you have, like, meditation, uh, dealing with uh, anxiety, because I deal with that shit sometimes, and it's like... All of that stuff in, in, in this app. And so I would put that on. Before before the, I found the app, I would put on, I'll go on YouTube and just look up relaxing meditation music and just like put it on and really focus in and try to get into that space. And me, I'm a, I'm a like, I feel, I'm a feeler and visualized, like visual person. So like when I'm like meditating, if I like the best way to kind of describe it is like if something pop pop up like pops up into my mind about like whatever, I try to erase it. Like like it's a chalkboard, like erase it off your brain, like I right, get back into focus. But what helps me stay into focus is just by following my breath. And then eventually, it's weird because eventually when you fall into it, when you fall into it, like say if you time yourself for 10 minutes, you have your alarm on. When you fall into it, you'll just hear your alarm, you'll be like, like it's it's like this, it's like some people. That's why some people like can meditate for so long, because the meditator, like the person that's going through it, it doesn't feel like you're sitting there for an hour. It feels like literally maybe ten minutes. If you're doing an hour for like ten minutes, ten minutes feels like one. Like I'll be sitting there and then be like, and then I hear like my app be like, "Well, thank you for it," and I'm like, "Oh shit, I'm done." But when I'm, like, focused, sometimes you might have those days where, like, it's hard to, like, clear your mind. And that's fine. As long as you keep doing it, like, I do it. I do it every day. Like, I don't miss a day. Like, I'll just be like, I'll do whatever. I'll stop wherever. Like, I, like I'll do whatever I got to do. So I feel like if, if you don't believe... Believe in some. <laughs> like, because in my head, I'm like, it's kind of hard to, like, want to meditate and not believe in anything. I don't care. I'm not saying that you have to have a certain... That's why I said I don't... 
doesn't have to like me. Like I take all the good. So I like I, I, I love Jesus. I love Buddha. I love you know Ganesh. I love all the, like you know that's just me. Like I love God. Like even like the Catholic God. God like I, that's my guy. <laughs> he put me on. You know like but even if you don't believe in all that like stuff and you're just like that. I feel like the fact that you want to meditate is allowing yourself, you're connecting spirit sometimes. Like you, for you don't even want to meditate. That's just like you're connecting yourself spiritually regardless. So it's like, if you don't believe in shit and you don't, and you're trying to meditate, it's kind of like just sitting down, you know? So it's kind of weird like to do so. But if you, like your best bet is to know that there's more out there than in the physical. Okay. And that's that's the, that's how I believe it. Whether it's I don't care if you believe in aliens, bro. I don't like whatever it is. Just know that there's more than what we see on a day to day basis, and that that's what's gonna help you to allow you to um, go beyond. We're gonna take a quick break because we gotta talk about Manscaped. <laughs> Support for where's this going comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below the belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineered tools. For every single one of your family jewels. <laughs> K.I., you got any manscaping gems of a story for us? You know what's crazy? Like, I've been planning on, like, because I'm, like, giving too too much information. I was about to give up too much. That's okay. We've had, we've had a few guests that go, uh, you, you have visual representations of yeah. what is going on below the belt for them. Yeah, my, mine ain't too crazy. It's like, just right so but i never had to like go like i'm gonna go trim it up but i was like you know gonna go take care of it you know gotta take care of it and and then i literally was gonna go you know <clears throat> buy some scissors and do like but i feel awkward and weird and i'm like what am i doing so here in the manscape i definitely want to like cop i want to buy that and like and, and see what is where it takes me the most i ever did is like shave body here and like I, ne- I never did waxing i think that joint is like yeah. <laughs> lucky for you though yeah manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin safe technology so this trimmer will not nick or snag your nuts <laughs> manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past they also have the crop preserver which is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits, and I've asked this question before, but why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? I have, what's it called? I have ball wipes. Do you? <laughs> Do you? Oh, they have, I yeah, think they sell wipes. those too. Uh, meat wipes. They call them meat wipes? That's yeah. hilarious. Do they work? Yeah, they actually do work, bro. Like, they they keep your, keep your nuts fresh. Wow, so, that's important. So I'm pretty sure they, they got them as They well. do, they I'm, do. I'm buy the whole kit. Go buy that at manscaped.com as well. Um, get 20% off and free shipping with the code WTG at manscaped.com. Always use the right tools for the job. Your balls will thank you. I'm definitely going to use that code. What? <laughs> WG, WTG, 20% and free shipping. Go use it. Anyways, let's get right back into it. Yeah. Um, so for people that haven't listened to the Oxymorons, first of all, go listen. That's, Facts, please. That please is say. one thing. But yeah. second of all is we take us a little bit through the, the history of Oxymorons. Yeah, yeah it's a good time. Um, history is crazy. Um, so... Oxymorons generally started, hmm, I'm going to say 2000, 
2008, like the end of 2008. It was, uh, I came up with the name. How'd you come up with that name? Freaking nose, like stuffy and shit. Um, It hit me. Um, I'm a big fan of NERD and like Pharrell and all those dudes. Like, my they made me, NERD is when I seen them, I was like, oh shit, me. You know, like, I was like, kids, black kids from the hood, loves rock music and, you know, uh, skateboarding, I skateboard. That's like one of my second loves, skateboarding and, and uh, video games. All the stuff that I loved, they loved. And I was like, and they were cool. So I was like, fuck, yeah, like, that shit is awesome. And because where I'm from, you didn't see that. Like, it was mad. Everybody played basketball, football, or dudes selling drugs or doing some other shit. And so everything that I did besides when I, besides rapping and getting fresh, like I was fresh, but I'd be skateboarding or like I would be looking like Cameron, but I was like listening to Metallica. So it was like, it was like, what the fuck? Like I was listening to System and Down, but I got like back ass jeans and shit like that. And like looking mad hood and skateboarding. They're like, oh man, you know, you're doing this white shit. I'm like, what the fuck you talking about, bro? Like, Get cultured, man. Get fucking cultured. But, like, I seen N.E.R.D. and I was like, man, I got to have a cool name. Because N.E.R.D. was like, no one ever really dies. Like, that's the name of N.E.R.D. Like, nerds. And I was like, fuck, that's a cool-ass name. I was like, I got to come up with a cool name. And um, um, I'm from Queens, New York. So Queens is, like, the most diverse place on the fucking planet where it's like, you walk down every two blocks, it's like, the culture change and it's so much, like, cool food. Like, me, I think Queens got the best food because you can find literally everything there. So it's popping. Like, yeah, we have a lot of, we're the biggest boroughs. So we have a lot of land. So sometimes we don't have like uh, every train, but like there's a bus that leads you to the right spot. But um, uh, I remember being, getting on a bus. I think I was like on my skateboard, gonna link up with my homie. And I was coming up with a name. And it, was, it just hit me like out of like nowhere. I was like, oxymorons because what we do we, we fuse genres like we make things that's not supposed to be together be together and um uh that's what queens is like queens is so diverse and everything else so my lifestyle was always like that so i was like yeah we're gonna call the oxymoron so we started that it was me and my homie my homie only at the you know me and him he, was, he produced i rap and that was it like it was just my brother, my brother D was in another group um, called Chemistry, and he was doing his damn thing. Like, they were, like, about to, like, it's, like they was about to get signed. Like, it was, it was popping. Like, they was doing it. They got songs on the radio. And then um, him and his uh, partner, like, started having, started having, like, creative differences. And, like, they split. And my brother was, like, obviously devastated because especially when you're this close, like, he was, like, hopping out of jets and shit, and, like, he was there. And he was devastated. I had to come back to the hood. He's like, yo, bro. And then I was like, next up. Like, he was going to get there and like pop open the door and then we was going to just, you know, come through. And um, he was like, yo, bro, I'm done with music. I'm just going to quit. And like, because that's the thing about us. Like, we all do a bunch of stuff. Like, my brother was um, criminal justice degree. Like, he turned down a job at the DA, DA's office, like, 100 grand a year. Like, he's, like, we're, we're all, like, very, we're nerds in, like, many different ways. And, like, my brother was, like, nah, man, I'm just going to work at the office. And I was, like, you don't want to do that shit. That's why I told him you don't want to do that shit, bro. 
I'm going to just join Oxymorons. And he's like, you sure? I was like, yeah, I'm out to talk to Oni about it. He's going to say yes, like, just join us. So he joined us. Um, and then we had our, our, our DJ at the time, Omar. He owned, like, a, a, a skateboarding shop. I used to go there every day and, like, kicking it. We used to do, like, cool shit and throw parties there. It was, like, we were, like, the coolest kids in, like, Forest Hills because of that shit. Like, we used to do mad ragers and certain, some stuff. I don't know. I really don't know how the cops didn't get us because, like, we were on, a, like, a main strip because, obviously, like, it was inside of a store. We're in a main strip, a plaza, and party, music blowing, smoke everywhere, alcohol everywhere, Mad underage people, because I was 20, like, and there's mad people, like, I think I was, like, yeah, 20 at the time. Mad people, there's definitely underage girls there, because I was bagging chicks, like, I was trying to, like, talk to girls, like, and literally maybe, like, two blocks down was the precinct. Wow. We were ragers. We still ragers, but, like, shit, I wouldn't do that shit now, because it's, like, too close for comfort, but, like, we was just doing it up, and we never got bothered, I guess, because they just realized, like, Oh, just the store doing like throwing a party, but they never like came through and stopped and was like, "What are you guys doing over here?" Never, not once. Thank God, because we'd been fucked, or we just yeah, we probably would have been fucked. Either or, <laughs> but like Omar, he DJs and we would like stay up one night and rehearse and like that's one thing. Like practice your craft, man. Like we rehearsed like crazy when we first started. I was like the whole summer. I was like, I'm not hanging out with no one. I'm just gonna rehearse and go in and. We're going to get this, and we're going to write music, and that's it. And we would rehearse. So when our first show came, destroyed. We kept doing that. And by, by the time our third show happened, third or fourth show, we opened up for Lupe Fiasco. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, because we were, like, serious about our shit. And, um, and so over time happened, like, what happened was my boy Oni, whatever, he had a build up a, an ear infection, an ear problem. So he couldn't do music anymore. So Oni pulled out. I was like, fuck. And he was our main producer, too. So it's like, damn, what are we going to do? So me, D, and Omar kind of, like, pushed forward. And we linked up with uh, this, this band called Game Rebellion out in Brooklyn. They're fucking legends. Um, Linked up with them. And they kind of gave us, like, a studio and a place to kind of keep us from, keep us floating. And then, uh, then, you know, it's moving and meeting people and networking. We got a drummer. And then we were doing, like, the whole DJ drummer thing. Because eventually, at one point, we know we wanted to have a full band, eventually. But we just find the pieces. And then uh, life happens. Well, we got rid of our, 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 our one drummer. We switched off his name. And then we added Maddie. And uh, what you see on stage now. And, and Maddie was our intern. Like, he was, like, running around grabbing us gummy bears and dumb shit like that. And we needed a drummer one day, and we're like, yo, can you find us a drummer? And he was like, hey, I drum. I was like, learn, like, these seven songs in two days and walked away. Wow. And he learned it, like, like water. And he's a, as you can see, he's a fucking beast yeah. up there. And um, then more issues happened, and then uh, uh, we added a guitarist, and... Issues happened, and then Omar had to pull out because he had, like, kid and, like, mad other stuff. And Omar was, like, older than all of us as well, so he was just, like, he had to pull out, had to handle his life, which is cool. And then um, he dipped out, so now it was, like, fuck, we need a band. 
like, like who gonna play this shit? Like, who's gonna play the music? So we went and just found people. Uh, we had Adam went to school with Maddie at NYU, the music program with each other. So we need a guitarist to call Adam to come through and play with us on stage. Uh, Jaffe, Jaffe played another band. He always heard about us. So he's like, yo, we sat and talked, and Jaffe was like, yo, fuck yeah, let's, I'll be down, let's do this shit. Um, there was another member, Joe. Joe, my guy. Um, maybe like a year and a half ago, he had to kind of like pull back because he had like issues. He had to go through like dialysis and shit like that. He was sick. So he had to, he can't be like going on his tour with a fucking dialysis machine and like being up for that. So it's a dub. So he had to like pull back. He's still oxymoron in our eyes, you know what I'm saying? Like it's still family. But he had to just fall back and take care of his health at the end of the day. So it's 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 so peaceful and love. But um now, you know, what you see is the oxymorons. We that's like the fastest way to kinda of like tell this fucking radical journey by like, you know, dealing with like, cause we did this stuff with uh with Lupe. And then I think after Lupe, we um how did that work out? It was Lupe, and then um, Jay Z and them like sponsored us. Like we opened, we did like it's, we like performed in his office and shit like that. And, like I think I remember was, you telling me that one yeah. day when I came in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like performed in his office like that, and like the Rock and them dudes are like family to us. Like all of them, like Emery, his sister, like all of that shit was all of them. Like they're like cool as fuck. So um, that happened, and then um. Gym class heroes. They were like kind of like the first band that would be like, yo, like, let's do a tour. And so, like, Travis and the rest of those dudes with my brothers, like Madden, like Dasashi, those are my fucking guys. And then, like, doing shows like Ludacris and Juicy J and fucking, which because of Travis, we did something. We did a, uh, we did, um, it was, Kesha, Rihanna. It was weird because it was the last Girls on Earth tour and clearly we had a bunch of dudes. So, like, we were, like, the only dudes on that shit. But, like, it was cool. So, like, to 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 do that. And then, um, then we did, uh, what else did we do? Waka. Waka Flocka. That shit was amazing. Really cool. He's a smart dude, man. He's a fucking genius. A lot of people don't give him credit. Like, he plays them. He plays this shit. Like, a lot of, that's the thing, like, Music industry is entertainment, and some people get caught up and really think they're fucking Undertaker. <laughs> like, it's a joke, bro. Like, we get, like, relaxed. Like, like we're like, entertainment, like, and people get caught up into it, and then that's how they start doing mad drugs and start doing mad shit and start wilding the fuck out. Because, like, you're out there and doing a show. Like, remember, remember that, like, remember who you are. Like, Spider-Man still remembers when he takes that suit off like he's Peter Parker now. Like, know both sides and, and and that's the thing and like i was discussing with him earlier like tour is like awesome but that shit could be stressful wait talk about a little bit what it's like on tour and you guys just came back from touring where where'd you guys go and and what's what's life on tour for for people like myself who have never been on tour <laughs> life like i was saying like life on tour is fun uh a lot of shit it's a lot of drinking if you're a drinker it's a lot of drinking um, if you smoke weed, I guess it's a lot of weed. It's a lot of, like, drugs. I've seen shit. It's a lot of, I mean, 
It's a lot of girls. <laughs> a lot of girls are people that just do weird shit. Like, not telling you... It's because there's a lot of girls doesn't mean that I'm outside, like, smashing all these chicks. Nah, bro. I'll be like... Like, I'm like... I'm mad peculiar. <laughs> I'm like... I'm like focused in... And like... I'm so focused... Like, I've... I've never had unprotected sex in my life. Wow. People, <laughs> people are knowing everything. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yo, yo, you got like the first of everything, wow. bro. <laughs> yeah, I've never in my life. Because uh, one thing is just people are fucking nasty. <laughs> Two, <laughs> I'm not ready to have a kid. Um, so I don't want any mistakes. Like, oops, like, got to do it now. And like, Nah, and then, like, for me, if, like, if I sleep with someone, it got to be the right person. Because I don't ever want to be like, damn, that's the girl you like. <laughs> like, you chose that. Like, you was hot or something. Like, you must have been on something. Like, nah, bro. No. If you're going to look, if, if if my baby mother woke into the room, you're going to be like, oh, okay. It's going to be all smiles. and not going to be like a, I ain't going to have to whisper. No way. But, um, yeah, like, I don't be wilding on tour. Like, usually I have to, like, we do our shows, we drink whatever. I'd be like, I'm ready to go back to the hotel or Airbnb. Like, it's tired. Like, you be do a bunch of shows back to back. Like, one of the biggest ones we did, we did 48 states. Wow. And how many like, days? We did them in, uh, it was like. Where were the two that you didn't go to? Alaska and Hawaii. Like, cost a lot. Naturally. <laughs> it cost a lot. Wow. So, literally every. Yeah, everywhere. State. North Dakota, South Dakota, wow. Iowa. Iowa's popping. We still really? go back. Yeah, Iowa's so fucking lit. Yo, shout out to Tiff and them. Catfish Hollow. Like, motherfuckers lit. So popping over there. Um, Like, yeah, man. Like, literally every single state I've been to. Give a favorite? Um, For shows, Iowa. For shows and, like, Going to see, like like I said, like Catfish Hollows and like Tiffany and them. Go over there, it's lit. Would I want to go there to, to kick it and like possibly build a house there? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, nah, bro. I'm like a city slicker. I need like things moving. And over there, it's too dry. I couldn't do that. But um, I love San Diego. San Diego is beautiful, man. That's the first place I've been to where I couldn't think of anything negative like i was just there and it was peaceful as fuck everything was peaceful so san diego lit uh obviously la's popping chicago's popping like you know your major cities I, I like miami but i couldn't i don't think i could like i don't know i'm not gonna sit there and say i can't live there but when i went there and i was out there it was popping like, i was with travi popping it was chilling dennis rodman t-pain it was like Bum B was there. Uh, Dizzy Rascal from UK was there. It was, it was lit. It was a great time. But I was ready to go home after a while because it was too plastic for me. Like, everything was either, like, plastic surgery or, like, porn industry. It was, like, too much for me. Which I get it, man. Like, that whole city was built off of cocaine. Like, bro, like, I get it. But I'm from New York City. I'm an art, artsy kid. And, like, man, I, I, after a while, I'd be like, nah, I need real. You know, so... But yeah, that and then obviously New York. New York is the greatest city. I haven't been to like Tokyo or anywhere else yet, but that's the place I love. I want to go to Japan so bad. But New York City, bro, is nothing like it. I don't care 
<laughs> what anyone say, even the girls, like everything about New York City is like grade A. I think Oakland. Oakland is lit too. I think we're in agreement there about New York. Um, yeah. Your music or Oxymoron's music is classified as alternative slash indie. Indie. Now, um, one thing that I really, at your, I was at your concert the other day. Really like that, by the way. Um, it, man. What's and and I think it was your brother who was talking about it at one point. Is that you guys really don't? You guys like to talk about not fitting in a box, and yeah. that. Um, and I think that's a. It's also even more so deeper than the music. I think it's also a very inclusive mindset, and that you know even at the concert the other day, it was like people from every walk of life, yeah. um, gender or. Like everything, everything bro. and I think that's what um, you know is deeper than the music. Do you are you guys consciously thinking when you're making music about making new content that is doesn't fit in a box? Is that the goal when you're making music? What's what's your what's your creative mindset, and how do you guys kind of write together and bounce? I mean, you guys are a big band. What are you guys five or six now? Or it, it in your in the band? Uh, like, on stage, it's five of us. Okay. Um, I guess you could say, like, press how they, like, reveals for. Okay. So then how, how do you guys kind of, what's the, what's the creative process like when you have four different people with different ideas? Um, in that, in that, in that case, I definitely want to say five because Adam definitely puts in work in the studio too, like, or, like, whatever it is he wants to play. Um... We all push ideas together. Like sometimes we come in and be like, "Yo, I got this template," and we and everybody like, "Oh, cool." And we all sit down and be like, "Yo, what if we did this here?" And like, like I was saying, my mind runs around all the fucking time. And like, I hope that I answered your last question because I think like, did I even answer that shit? Like, because my brain is every, always everywhere. But um, we uh, we tend to like say for instance if i have a hook or have like an intro to a song like words i have no music and um i usually like tell my brother like yo i got this thing name and like we should hear it. like hey, let me hear it. he like word i fuck with it let me call the band like we call we call each other or we sit down with producers as well like one of our big dudes uh kenna one of our guys or, you know we sit down with him and we come up with music or like say for instance kenna has like worked on a production or whatever we'll be like all right um Oh, when a homie Charlie too, uh, we would be like, "Oh, this shit's tight." All right, I have some lyrics for. I lay lyrics down, but like, but like, now nah, let's switch this guitar. Let's add in a fucking uh, uh, a different bridge. Or if there was no bridge, let's add a bridge. Let's do this. Or we hear the song, be like, "Yo, what if we did this, 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 and this?" And I'm like, we like, we don't consciously think and be like, "All right, guys." Only a certain time we might hear a song, and be like. This just sound like, say if you worked on a record and you'd be like, this just sound like something you would hear already outside. And it's like, if it's just right for that, we, if we like it and that's what it is, then we leave it. That's what it is. But like, it's it's not in the sense that we sit there and be like, yo, all right, it got to be out of the box. It's, we just express ourselves. Because we're not like, being yourself is already out of the box because you're your only, you're the only one. So it's like we just try to be ourselves as much as possible in the music. So and then 
clashing all of us together creates this whole new shit. Because like I said, like music-wise, I listen to rock music. I listen to hip-hop. I listen to... I literally... You know the people that you be like, I listen to... I listen to everything. I'm damn near listening to everything, bro. Like, maybe... Only things I don't really listen to is like it has to be some real like some shit that's not good for myself. I don't like it. I'm just not gonna fuck with it. But like I listen, like I said, I I, I listen to I listen to K-pop. Like I listen to like <laughs> like literally I've been listening to K-pop for years. Like Big Bang is like my favorite Korean band. Like I like I've been on this shit. Like I fucking listen to I listen to uh, Grime. Like music from UK, I listen to fucking elevated music. I love the music from Sims 1, the game. Like, I love, like, I literally play that shit. Oh, I have it in my phone, like, right now. Like, I listen to everything, like, because everything plays a different moment for a different time. So, like, we all, like, if the beginning of a song sounds like a hip-hop record, I'd be like, Mad Science is mine. We'd be like, yo. What if the song started off like this, but then it ends off like with a cool bluesy jazz kind of like, and that's how we all, you know, come up with something new. And it's kind of like I said, um, oxymorons is is combining things that aren't supposed to make sense. Like that's what we do, and hence the crowd. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you'll see everyone like. I wasn't going to say this shit, but I just want to say this shit. But, like, because I'm like, I hope people don't take this wrong when I say this shit. Because I don't know all the terms to it. And, um... I'm thinking, man, you, I'm like, maybe you shouldn't just say it at all. Like, because <laughs> my manager would be like, chaos sometimes, just got to shut up, don't say certain shit. But, like, I'm a person, I'm just going to say this. I'm a person that likes to see... Things that aren't supposed to match match. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, uh, if I was to see, like, like, I would love, I hope everyone understand when I say this shit. Please understand me. I'm not. And if I said the terms wrong, please forgive me. I'm learning and we all learn it together. But I would love to see a transgender woman and a transgender man marry each other. As weird as that shit sounds. Like, that for me, I I'm like, that's that. fucking amazing. Like, yeah. because it's like, thing, that's not supposed to happen. And they found beauty within each other. It's like, holy shit, that's amazing. And I, I love, I love, I love seeing that. So, like, at an Oxy show, at an Oxy show, like, we've done stuff like, you know, like, I don't care, bro. Whoever you are, you raging with us, we chilling. I don't care. It's it's all love. That's why we don't care. If, like, if we don't care if you're queer or if you're straight as a fucking board, bro. Like, we you're accepted here with us because we all love each other. And it's like, and if those two people happen to love each other, y'all is fucking cool. That's like the most coolest thing because it not that's not supposed to happen. And and like we want like I want to see that. I like to see that like society take over. Like I would love to see a female. In the NBA, not like W in the NBA. Like, I would love to see a girl like like bodying dudes in the NBA. Like, that's just because naturally that's not supposed to fucking happen, quote unquote. So, like, so for us, we kind of create music in that way because our minds are set in that way. Like, we're just like, yo, man, like, 
We just pulled things together, like Jaffe be having net shirts on with his nipples all out and shit. And like, it's just a, like, we don't, we're just free like that. We, we're free. We, we accept everyone for what they think and the way they move and who they are. So we do that with our music. We accept certain things. If it doesn't generally fit, it's like clothes, like fashion. If it, if it just doesn't look good or sound good, we just say, nah. We might, we tried some shit and it was like, whoa, no. We thought this was going to be cool and it ended up not being cool. And like we're working on this record right now, uh, well, we got a, like a good portion of, of it done. It's called Bohemian Rock City because they have Rhapsody, and like you know how like that song had like mad different emotions. We're doing the same thing. We're we're just flipping it and doing our version of it. What's it been like working with your brother? Cool. It's, I mean, it's cool as fuck. Like, me and my brother always still, like, do, like, cool shit like that when we were kids, like, play, like, ninja. So, like, <laughs> so, like, playing in games and, like, like playing, like, co-op video games and stuff like that with each other. So now it's, just, like, you know, co-op in a career. In a career mode, for real. Like, that's, a, that's what it's like. It's cool. I mean, at times we clash. That's natural shit, though. Like, I clash with, sometimes with everyone in the band that's, but that's normal like I don't maybe me and Jaffe never clashed like <laughs> me and Jaffe just be like cool but we never were like really tripped about anything but one of us has like we all have argued with each other whether it's about like a thing of music like nah bro like she's gonna be fucking trash don't do it or like yeah bro like blah blah or bro I don't think you should be doing this or bro shut up I'm, I wanna do this like whatever it is like we sometimes clash but it's like, oh, uh, and then after that, it's like, let's get some food. It's always loving. Being with my brother is cool because, like I said, being on the road for a very long time, sometimes I was on the road on my birthday. And, like, it's cool to have one family member with me, you know what I mean, like, for my birthday. And it's just like, and, it's, yeah, it's dope. Me and Maddie share the same birthday, so it's like, it's cool. We always celebrate with each other because it's like, it's my birthday, it's your birthday. I know you're doing some shit. You know I'm doing some shit. Like, just always meet up, you know? But, um, yeah, like, it's always just, like, love. It's always love at the end of the day. Like, me and my brother, it's cool to do that. It's cool to... It's, like, it's, it's just cool. I talk to my mom. I got to pass him the phone at times. <laughs> like, it's just, like, it's 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 it's, it's cool. It's experience to know someone that long. Like, on, t- on stage, we have a nonverbal uh, communication. Like, I could just look at him, and I know exactly what he's telling me. Or he could look at me, I know exactly what he's saying. And that communication started to build up with the rest of the brothers. And um, yes, but me and my brother obviously had it first because we've been around with each other since I came out. Finally, to to wrap things up, mm-hmm. where do you see... How long have been talking? I, I think probably about an hour and a half. Um, where do you see... Do, do you have goals for... Per, do you have... Pers- well, it's going to be like a five-part question. Yeah. What are some of your personal goals? What are some of Oxymoron's goals? Mm-hmm. And where do you see Oxymoron's in five years, 10 years, and 30 years? Okay. Um, start off with my personal goals, I guess, because you said that first. I'm like, I'm OCD. Like, someone says, like, like say, for instance, you'd be like, oh, pass me... The vodka and Coke, I have to get vodka first because you said vodka first. This is weird. This is me. But um, <laughs> uh, 
yeah, like for me, I I have plans on my 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 things that I'm doing uh fashion. Uh, I have a brand that I'm working on called Divine. It's a lifestyle brand, more of a sense. It's like uh I'm doing like clothes, uh home goods like candles and like bed sheets and shit and books spirituality shit like divine it ties back into what i was talking about earlier just understanding your divinity and knowing that you're divine and we're all divine so like even on my on my page my personal page i there's not a thing there's not a moment where i don't say the word divine and because i do that to show the like it's kind of like giving back to the universe and god and like kind of representing him and um it's a big story how i kind of even got into the name divine but um, divine is is that lifestyle. So some people like might stop and call me divine, and then that's cool if you call me that. That's the truth. But at the same time, you're divine too. Like, so I want you to rock the clothes, and like, divine message in a sense is is like what I said earlier: is find out who you are and self love. It's all about self love, and with with self love is loving other people as well. Um. And then I'm working on this brand that I kind of like created maybe when we started uh, Warp Tour, the, day, the first day of the Warp Tour shit. Uh, it's 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 called FYB, fuck your brand, and um, I guess this shows duality in me because like Divine is like very spiritual, and the other side is like it's mad aggressive, like fuck that shit. Um, fuck your brand is. It's more of a movement than a clothing line and anything. It's going to be it's going to be closed. But it's more than a movement. Um, I started it because I found these sketchers, these, these fucking sketchers. No one rocks sketchers, rough. Like, <laughs> if you rock sketchers, either A, you know, like middle America, or you're at a certain age when you want to be comfortable, comfortable whatever. Like, you know, <laughs> or you're like 10 and your mom bought you these shit, so you're just rocking it. But no one's like, yo, I'm going to cop some sketchers. I was out and I was looking for something to wear for war tour. And I looked and I was like, them sneakers are fire. Like, what are those? I looked and I was like, oh, shit, they're Skechers. What the fuck? I don't give a fuck. I'm buying them. So that's how I am. I don't care what the, I don't care. I'm not a label whore. So I don't really don't care if it happens to be like Balenciaga and I'm fucking rocking it. But if it, I'm rocking it because I like it. But if it happens to be whatever, it could be something that you made, bro. And if it's hot, I'm rocking it. And I'll wear it every day, like as if as if it's like, you know, Gucci. I don't care. Not just it doesn't matter. Um so I took it and I was like, I showed it to one person. I was like, yo, those are sketches. And they're going, um, they're going crazy about it. And I was like, I had this whole artistic approach. I was like, I'm gonna go get some duct tape and I'm gonna cover the logo. I'm a cover of Skechers logo. And I covered it on one, because there's only the S on like both sides on each shoe, on one side on each shoe. I covered one side and I was like, what am I writing? And I was like, fuck your brand. So I put wrote fuck your brand on it because I was like, I wanted to cover the logo. And on the other side, I put KI Oxymorons. And I'm walking out, so I wore them shits for work. Everybody's like, yo, them fucking sneakers are fire. What are those? Like, oh, they're going nuts. And I'm like, and I put them online, and people are like, yo, those shoots are fire, blah, blah. Like, are you making those? Let me, I want a cop. And I'm like, if I told people those were Skechers, 
they would be like, oh, okay, and like not give a fuck. But they, the fact that I want people to love product for the product. I want people to love some shit for what it is. Like, you like it, buy it, like it, bro. Like, don't go fuck if someone, like, don't do it because of the name or people looking fucking distasteful in a bathing ape t-shirt because you got bathing ape on does not make you fresh, bro. Like, love what you exactly love. Don't love it because the mass love it or anyone else love it. So me covering up the logo was in a sense of showing the artwork of the creative director at Skechers at that moment. Like, he's fucking fire, whoever made these shits. The colorway was perfect. And um, so I'm playing on probably a lot of the sneakers that I wear, I'm going to cover the logo and just be like, and have fuck your brand on it. And I'm going to make my own merch. Clearly, I can't take other shit and sell it like and do that. But that's going to be the thing. A lot of my friends are already like, yo, fuck that. I'm about to start doing the duct tape duct taping the logos to my clothes and being like fuck your brand and that in itself is going to become like a lifestyle so fyb um coming soon even though it's it's here but coming soon like a lot of cool shit is coming um and then after that i'm doing my own youtube channel a gaming channel and in the gaming channel i'm just gonna just like pull a bunch of games do my funny shit like show my personality um i mean be cooking cooking shit no i want to do like i would love that's what we're gonna do i'm gonna do it here i'm gonna have a podcast episode Ooh. right i want you in it i'd be honored i want you in it um i'm gonna like i have two stories that i have like in, in mind one i was having like dinner and i was eating with it was me, it was a girl, the girl's bisexual, and then the guy, gay, eating, and we're talking about, like, dip, like sex and shit, and, like, mad different things, and like, the gay guy's like, nah, every straight guy has little gay in them, and I'm like, no, and I'm, like, talking about that, and, like, just the ideas alone as we we're having those conversations, I was like, holy fuck, the world needs to hear this. Because we all sitting down expressing who we are and we're all respectful to each other. And we're le- I'm learning shit that I would never know because I'm just not in that lifestyle. But um, we're talking about different things. And, and even for... The only thing that was missing out of that conversation was having a full lesbian-like view. Because this girl um was... She started off as a lesbian and then transitioned into, like, liking guys now. But she could appreciate girls, but that was, like, a whole different view. So I think it would be cool just to have that conversation about, like, sexuality and raw shit and just, like, oh, shit. So I want to do an episode like that. Hopefully no one steals my shit before. (laughs) And if they do, fuck it, I'm still going to do it again because I don't care. I want to do it for me. Um... And then uh, I just want to, like, have a podcast that's about, like, like pop culture stuff, like what's been going on. I can just, like, talk about certain things that shouldn't happen and, like, certain things that should happen. I'm, like, on the fence. I'm, I'm, well, I'm going to talk about certain shit, but, like, obviously I'm in the industry. So at the same time, I was kind of like, I got to be nice. 
<laughs> like, I'm still on a come up. I can't be talking too much of my shit and like, can't do that. But, you know, I wouldn't do that. And whether, whatever conversations that we have, I want to have that conversation, have some like tequila and really like talk it out. That should be cool. So I want to do that. And then um, I'm going to do that. And uh, the, yeah, within all that, I'm going to like vlog and stuff. And oh, creating a video game i'm creating this video game i'm gonna say the name now uh it's uh i'm not gonna get too deep with like how the game works or what like about it because i want people stealing that idea and if you do fuck it just let me play <laughs> 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 like i want to play this shit because that's generally the reason why i started it um it's called origami high and and pretty much what it is is like it's like a choice-based game and like your mass effects or fables, whatever, like since you make effects, the story of the game and stuff like that. But I'm, I, I'm adding, I'm going to say this on record. So like this shit, this shit come out and then someone else do it later. Got jacked my shit, bro. So I'm adding a clock system into it. So like if you don't like say, for instance, you have a girlfriend in the game and you're supposed to meet up with your girl at six o'clock. But then you go hang out and do some other shit. It affects the story and it affects your relationship with that person. Mm. So I'm I, I'm getting into like real life and and depth where it's like where it's like uh, even with like because I love the game Mass Effect and it's like a a, a sci-fi choice based game where like you have girlfriend or boyfriend that doesn't care. It's like open like sexuality and it's like it's like cool shit. And I was like, what if Mass Effect was like Grand Theft Auto, like a real world? Like it wasn't like sci-fi. It was like realistic. So I'm doing that now. It's going to be about this kid, your character, and um, your character is going to get in trouble, gets sent to live with your brother, and that's your brother's like going to get started again. The brother's going to be like, well, you're, you're here now. You have a clean slate. Whatever decisions you make, you, you become, hence the name origami, whatever you, you fold yourself into you were just a blank piece of paper and now like you're a swan, you know, whatever you fold yourself into. So it's like, and it's like high school. Cause I'm, I'm still riding the fence off if it's going to be in high school setting or if it's just like metaphor in the sense of you just learning, you know what I mean? Like you're learning your life as you, as you go on. So, uh, and I'm with that, I'm creating a, a company called dress code gaming where every game you play is going to be like that. Like you're going to be fit into the game. Like, even with sports games, like when like 2K made that like the story mode when like things you do, but like imagine like like if it was decision based, like all right, I'm not gonna go to the Knicks, I'm gonna go here and like it affects like dude, it's like cool as fuck. So I want all like I want all my games when people play it, they feel like they're in it and like oh shit, that's like you're on the edges of your seats, even if it's just a sports game, you know. So besides that, um, it's got. A lot of well, well I love it. A lot, yeah. a lot of personal, yeah. a lot of personal goals. Yeah, I got a lot of personal. What about goals. what about where do you see oxymorons in ten yeah, years? That's what I was gonna say uh, that's like my personal shit. Um, oxymorons in ten years, one of the uh, one of the biggest bands that's gonna affect culture. Um, we're gonna affect culture in like in a pop standpoint, like affect pop culture. We're gonna affect fashion culture. And we're just going to affect our music culture to make people more free. And, I mean, keep pushing on the train that Pharrell and your Timberlands and everybody else started where you're just being these kids from the hood and you're trying, like, 
it's okay for you to pick up a guitar, bro. Like, don't feel like you can't do it because you're not cool enough. Like, or that's that weird different shit. And it's like, like, if you want to pick up a guitar, do it. If you want to pick up the saxophone, do it. Like, do whatever the fuck you want to do. And, you know, layman's terms, but I think we're going to affect culture. We're going to, um, we're going to have an album that goes, that's going to go platinum. I know for a fact. There's no fucking way we cannot have an album with them, especially with the new music that we have. There's no way I'm not going to have a platinum plaque. Promise you. We're going to have one. And then, um, you know, doing tons of shows, living life, creating more assets for other people, um, opening up a school. Like, I know I know, I wouldn't do that for sure. That's personal shit, I guess. But, like, oxymorons, like, you know, investing into other people's dreams and pushing up, pushing people forward, touring a lot, creating a, creating a bunch of albums. I think, I think we might... Endless. Yeah, we create a bunch of albums. I want to say, I'm gonna. I want to say we're gonna do our thing, but I don't think we're gonna like, like fuck it up. Like fuck it up in the sense of like, you know, he supposed to been hanging up, and he's still doing it. Like we're still gonna do it in the sense of like doing shows. Like we're gonna be like 65, like your random like oxymorons tour, like old and dusty. <laughs> Might break a hip on stage, like. Yeah, we're gonna like do shit like that, and um, and uh, yeah, and like literally become like like Hall of Fame. I think we're gonna like really change culture in a way, like make people look at things different. Like, oh shit, like like in a time where it's needed, we need to love each other more now. I think it's needed. And I think that we have that energy, so. Yeah, man, Oxymoron's gonna be one of the biggest bands. If not Beatles big, we're gonna be Oxymoron's big. Hugs. Love it. You can find KI on Instagram at KI underscore Kami. You can also please go follow the Oxymorons as well at Oxymorons with two R's. That's O X Y M O R R O N S. You can also find their last two singles, Sea Stars and What's My Name as well as all their other music on all the biggest platforms in the world. Check out oxymorons.com. That's O-X-Y-M-O-R-R-O-N-S.com for all their upcoming projects, tour dates, information. You have a project soon called Gateway Drug that's dropping soon as well. And a next single that is called Loser that will be out shortly as well. Mm -hmm. K-I-I... I never thought five years ago we'd be we'd be sitting right here. <laughs> but you know, I'm uh, I'm very very happy that we but made it happen. I always, but I always knew you'd end up at a show. I always knew like I would like look in a crowd and be like, yes sir, and, I, and it won't be my last. No, um, it's the start. Can't wait to see you guys, Platinum and yeah. uh, Oxymorons. Big. Oh, before you go, I always I wanted to ask you. Maybe we could, I, I don't know, ask you on air. You can ask me how because I want so for the people to know as well. Um, what was your experience like coming to our show? It was that's a good question. It I I didn't know I had listened to your music, so I knew like the songs and I knew kind of the vibe. Mm-hmm. But what I felt was and I, I granted that venue was also perfect for that because yeah, it was like a did. it was like a smaller venue. Yeah, so it was do, yeah. right. So it was more like an intimate experience. 
And I think what what really stood out to me was kind of the the passion. I mean, you know, I saw you after. I mean, you know, you're drenched in sweat. You don't at that point you don't care. It's like all else there could be fires outside. It doesn't matter. <laughs> like you guys are all there present for you know that 45 minutes hour whatever yeah. the show is. And um, it's just incredible intensity. And you do feel like it's mixing of genres and you don't even know what the genre is and it doesn't really matter. And I think, uh, I think it's definitely for anybody who's, who's, who's uh, thinking of going to a show, go to a show. And, and it's, it's definitely an experience. And you walk out and you're like, you're almost like tired. You're like, holy shit, like that was <laughs> so much, you know, all at once. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's great and I'm excited for the future. That's so cool. thank you for being here, man. No, thank you, man. That's cool as fuck. Appreciate it, brother.